0: Hello, my name is Inoa Grafiotti and this is the first ASPERA podcast. ASPERA stands for Astroparticle Physics European Research Area. It is composed of 22 national government funding agencies from 17 different European countries and it started in 2006. It is responsible for managing and supporting the astroparticle physics experiments in Europe, mainly the seven listed in the roadmap that was created in 2008. ASPERA also has an ast- a- science communication part, which releases, among other things, a newsletter once a month. And this podcast is dedicated to discussing the, the various news items that are in this newsletter. we cannot start any discussion of the news items in the newsletter before uh, talking about what is astroparticle physics so astroparticle physics is a rapidly growing field and it's at the intersection of particle physics astronomy and cosmology
1: yeah uh, astroparticle physics traditionally was involved with uh, neutrinos Uh, the neutrino particles and neutrino oscillations. But lately has come to include uh, a lot of uh, uh, other aspects of physics, such as uh, dark matter and whether we can detect it, uh, the nature of gravitation, the origin of cosmic rays, uh, and of course still uh, the neutrinos uh, themselves. So uh, as far as we know, there are about 2,000... Uh, physicists currently working in Europe on uh, astroparticle physics and about 50 laboratories that uh, in one way or another are related to astroparticle physics experiments.
0: One such astroparticle physics experiment is GERDA, Germanium Detector Array, which is placed in INFN Gran Sasso National Laboratories, and it's searching to find confirmation that neutrinos are Majorana particles. But what are ne- neutrinos?
1: Neutrinos are elementary particles, particles that uh, were first proposed in the 1930s, and uh, they are. Muscle, uh, very light and uh, very weakly interacting particles. They interact via the electroweak force and uh, that's why they are very hard to detect. Um, there are three types of neutrinos. Uh, one for uh, one neutrino that corresponds to a, the electron, one neutrino that corresponds to the, to a muon, which is a heavier an- electron, and then one neutrino that corresponds to the tau particle, which is an even heavier uh, version of the electron. And uh, so so far the neutrinos uh, had uh, gained some uh, attention uh, because while initially they were thought uh, massless, that they have exactly zero mass, which is what the standard model predicts, uh, later experiments in the past uh, couple of decades proved that, uh, showed that uh, neutrinos actually do have some mass. And uh, that can have uh, significant uh, implications for, uh, for our universe and the way we understand it. For example, neutrinos are thought to affect uh, the dark matter content of the universe and thus the the formation of galaxies and the way the universe evolved on a large scale.
0: Some theoretical models, they say that the neutrinos coincide with the antimatter particle, the antineutrino, which is also referred to as the Majorana particle. But what does this exactly mean?
1: Well, there are two types of matter in the universe, matter and antimatter. And uh, our world and our universe today mostly consists of matter particles. Um, Antimatter particles are, for example, the electron has a antimatter particle called the uh, anti-electron or positron. Uh, it's exactly the same particle as the electron but has the opposite charge and uh, that similar uh, principles hold true for other particles and for each particle there is a, an antiparticle. Uh, similarly for the neutrino, uh, there is a particle called the antineutrino. Uh, but since uh, neutrinos do not have any charge then their differences are very small and the Gerda experiment will test whether the neutrino and then, then uh, the anti-neutrino are exactly the same particle which would mean that uh, one, one of the properties of anti is that when they meet each other then they, they annihilate producing uh, radiation and uh, so a an indication for a neutrino being a major particle, okay. that is to be its own antiparticle, okay. would be that a neutrino could annihilate with any other neutrino. And this is what the Gerda experiment has set out to examine.
0: Neutrinos were hypothesized to be produced in a process known as beta decay.
1: Yeah, beta decay is the process where a neutron uh, converts to an electron and a proton and an antineutrino. Uh, basically, the neutron is slightly heavier than a proton and thus uh, it decays into it uh, at the same time we have an electron being produced. And when this Uh, process was first uh, studied in the 1930s there was an energy imbalance Um, basically the sum of the energies of the uh, of the products that were known back then the proton and the electron was not equal to the initial energy of the neutron so Pauli hypothesized that the remaining energy must be uh, escaping in a form of a particle that could not be detected at the time. And uh, initially, the neutrino and the anti neutrino were hypothesized to exist this, in this way, and a few years later, they were indeed uh, discovered directly that they do uh, really exist. Uh, so the the process of interest uh, in the JERDA experiment is uh, the so-called double beta decay, uh, which happens when in a nucleus of an atom, which has a, a many neutrons inside, uh, two neutrons simultaneously decide or, or happen to be decaying, uh, according to the beta decay. Uh, when that happens, instead of having uh, uh, two neutrons decaying to two protons, two electrons, and two antineutrinos. Uh, the the two antineutrinos never appear uh, as a product. That's because, as we mentioned, the neutrino could be its own antiparticle. Uh, this is the so-called neutrinoless double beta decay. And if it was observed in this way, meaning that uh, two neutrons would decay in two protons and two electrons only, Uh, this would imply indeed that uh, the neutrino can be its own antiparticle. And this is why this experiment is very interesting to look at.
0: The Gerda experiment is set in the rooms of Grand Sasso National Laboratories under a 1,400-meter-high mountain in the heart of Italy. It op- uh, the, de- the germanium detectors, which are enriched in the isotope of germanium-76, are submerged in a 4-meter-in-diameter liquid argon cryostat, which is in turn is surrounded by a 10-meter-diameter water tank. But why all this protection?
1: Well, the double beta decay is a very rare event. It is expected that about 10 events can occur, uh, or will occur, uh, over the course of one year. Uh, This is like uh, trying to find a single note in a symphonic orchestra inside the whole season, performing. So it's very important that uh, any background uh, radiation is shielded outside the detector. That's why, first of all, the experiment, the experiment uh, is located uh, in the Gran Sasso Laboratory, which is uh, shielded from the nearby mountains from external radiation. Uh, still there are about 60 background events every hour that uh, could reach the detector. And that's why the uh, water tank is placed uh, around the germanium detectors. and uh, any such event should be first detected uh, by the water tank uh, via the Cherenkov radiation basically uh, background particles will emit some radiation and so in, in when they enter the water and that's how they will know that this comes from the outside rather than from the inside mm-hmm. um, Then the purpose of the argon-cryostat is to seal the detector from natural radioactivity that occurs in the uh, detector walls, because it consists of uh, elements such as as, uh, copper, etc. And any any material has some natural radioactivity, meaning it produces some uh, uh, radiation particles. And so the purpose of the argon is to seal the detector from these particles. Uh, so inside uh, all of this, there are about uh, uh, several uh, beverage-sized uh, germanium detectors which serve both the purpose of uh, producing uh, the double beta decay in the germanium atoms and at the same time uh, being the detector for the produced uh, uh, radiation because germanium are very good particle detectors themselves.
0: So the GERD experiment has the double aim of trying to to confirm whether the neutrino coincides with its antimatter particle, the anti-neutrino, but also is trying to define how big is the mass of neutrinos. It's a, the GERDA experiment is an international collaboration involving 15 institutes from Belgium, Germany, Italy, Poland, Russia and Switzerland. You can find more information on our website astroparticle.org where you can also find the link to GERDA's website.
1: So, thank you for listening to the first Aspera podcast.
0: Please join us again next month when we're going to go on a different journey in the astroparticle physics world. Bye-bye. Bye bye.
1: Bye.